do you guys? Welcome everybody. How's every Wednesday going? Mine's pretty good. How's yours, Easy? Mine's going good. How's everyone else's going? Oh, great. That's good. Yeah, glad to hear that. Today's Sunday. It's in March. It's been a hot second since we recorded a an episode. But, yeah, we've been pretty busy. But that's okay. We're doing a lot of it things again. happened. Yep. But good for good reason too. Absolutely. A lot going on. Mm-hmm. God's been speaking. God's been working. As yeah. always. Yeah. It's funny how God works, man. Yeah, yeah, we had a conversation earlier just at that lunch that was pretty insane. Not for this episode, but yeah. maybe another day. We'll yeah. we'll definitely be talking about that and one I'll day just, for sure. And just one more thing before we actually dive into today's topic. You know, we just talked about timing a while ago. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's so funny how like even now with us doing these podcast episodes that we ourselves also learn from our own episodes. Right. You know, so like it was so funny that in today's episode, timing was important before we could actually record this episode. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> yeah, God's so funny, dude. You're right. It's, it's incredible. One thing we've learned is that God will never let us preach anything that mm-hmm. we do not go through first. So Amen. actually kind of backstory, this episode has been delayed. We were met, we were going to record it last Sunday yeah. and then last Tuesday. Yeah. Um. But Easy's going to talk about that in a little bit of as far as why we weren't able to. It's but, hilarious. But God's timing is is absolutely perfect, and yep, yep. we're going to get into it. So, all right. Hey, Easy, uh, you grew up in church, right? I sure did. So you went to children's church. Uh, you knew all the songs, right? That mm-hmm. you sang in Sunday school, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So you heard the song "Peace Like a River," right? Yeah. How does that I go? Got peace like a river. I got peace yeah. like a river. Right. That yep. One? That one. Yep. Um, if you're listening and you probably know that song too, uh, I want to do a little, be a little controversial here. I don't want peace like a river. Why not, dude? Uh, so a river, you know, think about it. It's, it seems all smooth, right? It seems like everything's nice and steady and calm and great and tranquil, but then you might hit some rapids. Mm Mm-hmm. You might hit some water that's a little bit faster and now you're out of control and you don't know where it's going. You can't see ahead. Like if it has a bend in it, like I don't want peace like a river. I want peace that is constant. I want peace that is stable. Like that no matter what happens, like it's like my life still runs smoothly. So peace like what? Exactly. <laughs> we're going to get into this. So the scripture uh, we're going to be talking about is it comes from John uh, chapter 16 verses 25 through 33. And this is what it says. It says, though I have been speaking figuratively, this is Jesus talking, though I have been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly about my father. In that day, you will ask in my name. I'm not saying that I will ask the father on your behalf. No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and I and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and entered the world. Now I am leaving the world and going back to the Father. Mm. Then Jesus' disciples said, Now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not even need to have anyone ask you questions. Duh. <laughs> Come on, disciples, get it together. <laughs> this makes us believe that you came from God. Keep in mind, Jesus has done so much up to this point. Mm-hmm. He's already done miracles, and they're like, oh, now that you're not speaking in figures of speech, we can understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Now we believe. And Jesus is like, and do you now believe? Like, this is what it took? So do you now believe, Jesus replied? The time is coming, and in fact has come, when you will be scattered, each to your mm-hmm. own home. Mm-hmm. You will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Mm. I have told you these things. I have told you all of these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. So that's, that's the kind of peace I want. I want the Jesus kind of peace. I don't want peace like a river. I want Jesus peace. I love that, that verse 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Right. 
so in this r- world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So a little bit of background. Okay, you're, <clears throat> so you might be asking, what has Jesus told us? Mm-hmm. So backing up in same chapter, John 16, uh, Jesus went on to say, in uh, this is verse 16, Jesus went on to say, in a little while you will see me no more. And then after a little while, a little while, you will see me. (laughs) And the disciples are like, what is he talking about? Like, what, what does he mean? We will see him and then not see him. Um, and Jesus, you know, kind of goes on and talks to the disciples and is like, are you asking about what I'm talking about? And kind of goes on to tell them that like, I'm going to die for you, but then I'm going to rise from the dead. And the disciples are like, I don't get it. What are you talking about? Like, you can't do that. You're the son of God. We, we believe you now. Like, we, you, you said who you are. So why are you saying these things? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, Easy, when have you felt most at peace? I mean, do you, have a, do you have a time when you have felt most at peace? Kind of putting you on the spot here, but... And maybe there's, there's no right or wrong there answer. Was, when, I, when I moved out here to Arizona, you know, that the decision like a lot of my decisions in life was so just like sporadic. Sure. And yeah. I moved out here in a week. Yeah. It wasn't like a thing that I had planned for, for three months, four months. Um, I was living in Vegas on my own. Um, and I was doing pretty well. And I just remember saying like, yo, I, I got a great job. I'm making a lot of money on the strip, you know, doing things I shouldn't have been doing. Right. But I was on my own. I was 18, sure. just graduated. Um, but I always had gone. I was still going to church. I was still playing the drums and stuff. But, you know, something in me was just like, you're not supposed to be out here in, excuse me, in Vegas yeah. for so long. This was just a time for you to a little layover. grow up, you know, like get your roots. Your foundation mm. was supposed to be in Vegas now in Arizona. That's, I felt I was called to like actually grow on my own out here. Okay. You know, so all my foundation was in Las Vegas. Everything I learned, everything that is like my, my founding principles in my belief as not only just a Christian, but also as a young man was Hmm. instilled in me in Vegas. But it was like, I remember one night I was talking to my parents over FaceTime and I was just like, like, I miss you guys, but like, I don't miss you guys. Right. You know, I'm good. But then something was like, but I told him, I was like, but I really feel the desire to go out there to Arizona and move out there because it is just not like a time for me to be out here. This is not right. Not saying that it's a bad thing, but I was just not growing. Hmm. I was in a stalemate. Hmm. And I just remember when I made the decision on Friday night of like December 13th or whatever that was, it was like sure. a December Sometime, second week yeah. in December. Yeah. And literally the next week I spent uh, procrastinating rather um, and trying to pack. <laughs> and by next Friday I was moving to Arizona. So literally wow. all in one week I moved out here. That's but crazy. The cra- yeah, right. But the craziest thing was I felt so at peace with my decision. Yeah, yeah. That's the key. That it was like, okay, if I feel at peace with this decision to move out to Arizona and start anew, there's a reason for it. Yeah. And you know, similarly with my situation being from Indiana, like mm-hmm. I took no college visits at all. <laughs> I, vi- I did not visit any college in high school. Mm. I was just like, I'm not going to worry about it. I'll go wherever. I didn't apply. And I did. Here's the craziest thing. I didn't even apply anywhere in state. Ooh. I only applied to colleges out of state. And I took no college visits. I was like, I'm not going to, whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I felt, I just felt that, that leading to come here to Arizona as well. And hello, had we both not had that situation, we right, wouldn't be here. There's a reason for everything. And what you're saying is absolutely true that I had no sense of anxiety in coming out mm-hmm. to Arizona mm-hmm. to go to ASU. I, and you've I, never even been to the state, nope, huh? Nope. Had never been to, a, 
to Arizona at all. Like I've been to California, but never stepped foot in Arizona before. And I was just like, I'm Jeez, just, that is 100% by <laughs> faith, man. And, but I felt at peace. I felt like I was just like, yeah, like this is fine. And I got out here and I never have regretted my decision. I've never mm. felt anxious about being away from home. Like, sure. Mm. I missed it at times, mm-hmm. but I just, I grew so much and just like you, you know, uh, just growing so much being out here on my own and, um, like dude had, had we not both had that situation again, this podcast would not be happening. Like we would all, not happen. all the stuff between us that yeah. it's just like, and that's the thing. God knows what's ahead for you. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, you, these two, I'm gonna put these two together. Like mm-hmm. they're gonna do a podcast. They don't even know it yet. Like all the stuff we've been through would not have happened had it not just been for Really just for faith, mm-hmm. like just saying, all right. Like, Both taking a leap of us saying, we'll move to Arizona. Yep. We're okay with that. Just saying, all right, like this is good. And honestly, at that time, it wasn't even me saying like, well, God's got it. You know, mm. it wasn't even me saying like, I have faith in God that he's going to do it. Sure. I had faith growing up in high school, mm-hmm. but not like I do now. Mm-hmm. Like my faith has developed so much that even then I was just like, even then, like when I wasn't you know, in the Bible, I wasn't praying. I was, I didn't have this kind of deep relationship I do now with God. God mm-hmm. was still with me. He was mm-hmm. still working in me. He was still mm-hmm. with me, even when I didn't know him mm-hmm. that well. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. God is amazing. So, you know, if, uh, speaking about all this peace, um, there's a really, really awesome message. We love to promote other pastors and promote other churches Um, because we're all part of one body, you know, and there's a really, really awesome message that pastor Carl Lentz gave at Elevation Church, um, called peace in my pocket. So Mm, that is so good. We really want to encourage you guys to go listen to that message because he is a phenomenal preacher. He was actually out here, um, in person, gosh, last year at some point in Mm -hmm. like October, November or something like that. So where do we find that at Noah? So if you go to YouTube and just do a quick YouTube search for Carl Lenz, Peace in My Pocket, you'll find it. And it's on there and it's at Elevation Church. So, but he's, you know, he is a really awesome preacher, um, really kind of just very real with, with people and very helpful. So again, go check him out, go look at that message, listen to it. And hopefully you guys get something out of it. Cause I, I definitely did. I was very, um, needed sermon for me at that point in my life. And here's another thing too. If you have ever said, I've lost my peace, (laughs) like I don't have any peace, it's all gone. That just means that you've misplaced it. So, okay, (laughs) easy, you're kind of looking at me strange. So if you say you've lost your peace, right? Mm -hmm. We're We're getting into this now, going back to the scripture. If you've said you lost your peace, that means you've lost Jesus. Because Jesus is our peace. And, you and some people upset. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's good. You know, the Holy Spirit's convicting them right now, if, if that's the case. <laughs> but, you know, again, if, you, if you've said you lost your peace, that must mean that Jesus left you too. Because if, he, if Jesus said um, that in him we have peace, right? Go back to this verse. He said, I have told you these things, verse 33, so that in me you may have peace. Not in the world, not in your possessions, not in your materials, not in your relationship, not in your marriage, nothing else. He said, so that in me, you may have peace. So if you said you lost your peace, lost your peace, you're just saying, I've lost Jesus. I'll let that one sit for a second. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, you're saying if you ever said you lost your peace, that must mean that Jesus left you. You know, I would even go as far, just like you just said right now, I think you lost Jesus. You lost, you lost your perspective mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Because peace and Jesus come hand in hand, homie. Mm-hmm. He's the Prince of Peace. Hello. That's his name. So, and you know, and if he lives within us, then that means peace really never leaves you. You just mm-hmm. misplace it. You mm-hmm. just, you, you lost priority. You lost perspective, whatever it might be. So here's the question, right? Where do we go for peace? Hmm. Where, where do we go? So we know that in Jesus we have peace, but where do we go for it? Because the world, right? Where does the world tell us to go? Social media. Yeah. Goes, uh, you know, to news, 
CNN, Fox, Facebook. Here's a big one. Your inner self. Listen, I, you know, I'm not trying to bash on uh, meditation or whatever, any of that stuff. But like, it seems really common now, you know, to put our hope in ourselves, put our, find our peace in ourselves, find our own inner strength. That is so key what you're saying. But like, that's a false sense of hope because I know myself. And if I know myself, I know I'm susceptible to anxiety, to stress, to, yeah, depression, to overacting in situations and using my emotions in certain situations Mm -hmm. that don't need them. Like, I don't want to trust myself. Mm -mm. I don't want to find my peace in myself because I know how I am. Mm -hmm. And I know what happens when you put me in that certain situation. I just go off on you. Mm -hmm. It's crazy that, you know, and like you said, not to bash you know, all those teachings, but like, it's crazy how every time I listen to those, you know, those, those people speaking about that kind of stuff, like I see them on social media posting, you know, to be peaceful or to find your inner self is to know this or that or whatever, you know, those sayings are, I'm always like, but then how come your, your post every other weekend is like a mental breakdown? Yeah, exactly. Your weekends are mental breakdowns and your weekdays are all about inner teachings and Mm. stuff. And it's like, how are you able to talk about all that stuff? Yet, you know, you're breaking down every weekend. It's just an endless And you're like, I can't handle this. This is too much. And then you post things like, you know, those like memes where it's like, have you ever had like been like, what is it? uh, Like involved in too much crap that you just like F all the bull you know, yeah, and, yeah. and I'm going to call it quits and just end it all. And it's like, where's that inner peace that you were mm-hmm, that you preaching just talked about, about on yeah. social media? Because that's the thing. It's not, it's not sustainable. Cause it's if, all in oneself. I love the way I heard this said, if you create it, you have to sustain it. Mm-hmm. If you create it you have to sustain it, mm-hmm. whether it be your peace, whether it be a relationship, like, let's be real. Like some of the relationships we put ourselves in, we create them. Yeah, but they just get me. Okay. Until you start having an argument and then no one gets each other and then things blow up. Right. I love, I'm going to read these lyrics. I just thought about it right now. I love these lyrics. Um, If you never heard the song, As You Find Me by Song United, listen to it because the whole verse literally, in my opinion, fits hand in hand with what we're talking about, you know? Speaking about that inner peace, but then you about yourself having inner peace and building it on your inner self, but you never really can. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, here's the lyrics. It says, I've been strong and I've been broken within a moment. Ooh. <laughs> I've been faithful and I've been reckless at every bend. I've held everything together and watched it shattered. I've stood tall and I have crumbled in the same breath. In the same I love freaking that breath. I love that line. Because it's so true. I mean, we are strong, but we also are broken. What does it say after that? Keep going. Those are and good. then it says, I have wrestled and I have trembled toward surrender. Mm. Chased my heart adrift and drifted home again. <laughs> Plundered blessing <laughs> till I have desperate to find redemption. And every time I turn around, Lord, you're still you're there. there. Not my boyfriend. Not my girlfriend, not my husband, not my wife. And I'm going to keep going just because yep, I'm telling you, this, this song is, this is, is good. Just, this is perfect. so good. Keep going, man. And then here's the little, I guess you would say, uh, pre-chorus. And it says, I was found before I was lost. I was yours before I was not. Grace to spare for all my mistakes. And that part, it just wrecks me. I. Every time I listen to that whole like first half of that song, I'm just like, oh, my God, like I can, I cannot even trust myself to have peace. Right. Because it's saying it in there. Like, and we just talked about this too with Paul. Mm-hmm. He's going back and forth. I don't do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I do all this. I, I do this. and I, I don't want to do that. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like Paul keeps going. And that's saying the exact same thing. Like exactly. in the same breath, I've stood tall and I've crumbled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. In a moment's notice myself, I'm not reliable, Mm -hmm. but every time I, that happens to me, every time I go through a difficult situation or I go through this kind of duality that's within me, who's the constant Mm -hmm. God, Mm -hmm. God is always, always there. No matter if you, 
every time I turn around, right? Meaning, oh, dude, I love this. Every time I turn around, meaning that I'm not facing God, meaning that I'm not going towards him. But no matter what, every time I turn around, God is still there. That means he is pushing me, perhaps. Could mean he's pulling me. But he's still there. He is never, he, he will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm-mm. He will always, always be there. And that's how we know we have peace because Jesus says, in me, you will have peace. And if Christ, uh, this is later on, but like, it, I just feel this right now. If it, like Jesus said, in me, you will have peace. And if I live in you because of my resurrection, you can mm-hmm. never not have peace. Mm-hmm. You can never Mm -hmm. not have peace Mm -hmm. if you are with God, if you are walking with him and obeying him and surrendering to him and walking in his ways. The -hmm. steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his ways. Why? Because he has peace there. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he takes those steps because he knows if he doesn't, he won't have peace because he's not walking in the way of God. And, oh God, here's something that just came over me to you right now, man, I swear. We don't even need these notes. <laughs> you're right. We're just going to keep going. Um, so what you're talking about, you know, I, I love that. And you were just saying like, you know, being in that surrender. Right. Um, to me, it's so crazy. Huh. I'm going to give you an example. I can but going. If, if you give yourself to God 100% yeah. and to Jesus, mm-hmm. the Prince of Peace, you will feel peace. You will feel 100%. 100% what peace is. You'll feel that whatever is going on in your life, financial struggles, struggles, um, <laughs> financial like peace will be there yep. once you fully give those financial struggles to God. When you're tithing, when you're if giving. If you yep. are experiencing you know, problems with your family, like you're butting heads, you just can't agree on something. If you give those problems up to God, Peace will be instilled in you and then your family will see after. For example, if you submit yourself 100% to God, you will have that peace. What's the example? When your parents bail you out of a situation. Yep. Yep. Why is it so much easier to feel cool and calm about it when it's no longer in your court? Right. Because you like, surrendered it. Best example I can give, especially those who are college students or, you know, their kids and they have their own car, but, you know, obviously your parents are still your providers. Right. Um, for example, if your car breaks down, right, and um, you have some money to pay for the, the costs, but you don't have all the money to pay for the costs. So who are you going to ask? The people who have that money. Yeah, people who have that money. So what are you essentially doing? You're submitting to your parents and you're saying, help me with what I don't have. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing with God. You come up to him and you say, help me with what I can't fix. And that's what like parents are for. Your parents are kind of like that situation. So then what happens? You're so at peace when you're like, okay, my parents got my back. They have me. They will take care of me. And they will, you know, make sure that everything is okay. The same way your parents love you and care for you and want to do that for you, or even friends, if it's not just your parents and you have a situation with, it's your friend, you know, like God is exactly like that. And how you will have that release and will have peace. It's like, oh, it's amazing. But that's the thing. You're talking about like your parents, right? And that kind of love. But like how much more does God love you? How much, how much, how much more Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that he sent his only son Mm -hmm. to die for us? Mm. Dude, I love, man, (laughs) every single time I hear Michael Todd say this, I literally just like start crying because Mm -hmm. I'm going to try not to cry now. (laughs) But like the way he says this is that when Jesus was on that cross, Oh, here we go. Like he could have had angels come down Mm. and take him away Mm -hmm. and everything would have been fine for him. Mm -hmm. But he said, no, like Noah needs me 2000 years in the future. Amen. Like, like he needs me in that time. I'm going to start crying, man. I can't handle this. But like that, that is just so, so good. And that's, that's like that peace that we get Mm -hmm. knowing that he did not come down for us. Mm-hmm. He did not come off that cross because he knew 
what we were going to be facing. He knew mm-hmm. what was going to be happening in our lives at this very second. If you're going through something right now, like Jesus saw that before you even knew it was going to happen. And he is waiting for you to give it to him. Yep. He is waiting exactly. for you to give him those struggles because just like your parents will bail you out of any situation or your friends that really love you and care for you will bail you out. Jesus does the same thing, yep. but it's tenfold. Yeah. And he already knew about it before it even happened. He knew it was going to happen. He's just waiting for you. Mm-hmm. God, man. And see, that's, that's the thing. Like that brings us to this kind of thing that, uh, what we just talked about. Where do we go? Where do we go from peace? Right. And you're saying about surrendering it to God. And Jesus says this in Matthew 11, verses Ooh. 28. He says, come to me. Right. Come mm-hmm. to me. Usually Jesus is talking about follow me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus is always talking about follow me, follow my ways. But this is the, like one of the only times he says, come, come. to me. And I will, uh, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my Ooh. burden is light. And why? Because he has overcome the world. Listen to that again. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yep. Who wouldn't want to go into an inn or a hotel or a resort and just relax? Right. That's what, That's what Jesus, <laughs> Jesus is. is our resort. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, goodness. Whew. You're right, man. Like, we're just, this is all, we had notes planned, but that was, this is all just kind of going through. But we're going to go where, where, where do you, where do we find true peace? Yeah. So, and honestly, my experience, true peace is found in the middle of the trial. Mm -hmm. You know, Psalm 23. (laughs) I love this. I'm going to break this down. I'm going to read the whole thing because it's all so good. And you'll know this. You should. If, mm-hmm. you're, if you're a real Christian, you know the Bible and you have it memorized. Um, <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides uh, quiet waters or still waters. Mm-hmm. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley. Shadow of death. Mm-hmm. Even though I walk through the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That's strange, Jesus. Why are you doing, why are you making us a table in the middle of our enemies? Don't like that. Anyways, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. And like... Look at what this is saying. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, not around it, I don't avoid it. I walk through it. I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. That's how we know we have true peace mm-hmm. is that when we can walk through those situations, mm-hmm. we, we can walk through difficulties in life mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. be afraid of anything because Jesus is with us. I'm telling you. And like, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies? No, 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 Lord. Take them away. I don't want them. Jesus says, no. What does that mean? Table. You prepare a table. In a traditional sense, not like a, you know, like a mesa, a flat top of a, a valley or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like you prepare a table, meaning what? You get the plates out. You set a tablecloth. Mm. Get some candles. Right? Pretty relaxing scene. So Jesus said, uh, in the midst of your enemies, you prepare, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Why? Because the focus is not on what's going on around me. The focus is not on my enemies. The focus is on the table, who I'm dining with. Notice it doesn't say that the enemies are with me at the table. The devil wants a seat at your table, but it's up to you to give it to him. But God says, in the middle of all that, I will prepare a table to sit down, have a meal with you. Say, hey, mm-hmm. how's it going? Want some water? Mm-hmm. Here's some grapes. Uh, Louis Giglio does a really good <laughs> illustration on this. But um, yeah, like true peace I have found time and time and time and time and time again is always in the middle of the trial. You talked about this the other day, right? The eye of the storm in a hurricane. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. In the middle, it's calm. 
in the in, in the presence of my enemies, meaning I can see them. Mm-hmm. I know they're there. I know it's all around it's me. All around if you think about a hurricane, I have a storm. It's calm. It's quiet. But you can see it all. But it's your your focus in the middle of that is what determines if you have peace or not. Isn't it so funny how even God gives us examples in nature as to what his peace looks like always dude it's what uh there's a bible verse i don't i don't remember off the top of my head what it is but you know the heavens declare the glory of the lord Mm -hmm. everything in nature declares his praise kind of thing wow and it's true like you look at everything and people here's here's a funny thought why do people find so much peace when they're in nature (laughs) hello because god created it and god is in it nate the (laughs) <laughs> the heavens and the earth declare his glory kind of thing, you know? Mm. Yeah. It's... <laughs> Goodness. All right. So we, fi- we figured out where do we go, right? Jesus says, come to me. So mm-hmm. go to Jesus. Okay. So how, how do we then find true peace? Right. I'm going to give an example right here. Go ahead. Because this is, so going back to that topic of what we said earlier in this episode, um, of, why it took so long for us to record this yes um (laughs) funny story what's that saying you always say i will not be i will not give a message or teach on something i haven't how do you say i've learned this myself uh god will never let you preach something you don't go through first exactly and you know i've always i've always felt that i've had peace in a lot of situations sure of course but this week was just trying me man i mean oh hitting you left and right literally so okay first it starts with my car sunday morning i get in my car i'm driving to church this is last week i'm driving to church um and my car is just shaking i mean like it is about it feels like the back wheels are about to fall off i'm like oh my god <laughs> like they didn't. what is happening and so you know, on Monday, I'm like, well, I can't, I can't get it checked out until Tuesday because I have Tuesday and Wednesday off. And then I go to Yuma on mm-hmm. Thursday uh, for, for a show, for my work. So Tuesday comes around, you know, I'm driving my car to work and all that stuff, barely getting there. I mean, I'm telling you, it is shaking. <laughs> and then it's almost like, it like swerves really hard and it feels like, oh, this is it. It's about to fall off. <laughs> there goes my the rear, wheel. There goes my real my rear axle. Um I feel a message on that, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm driving to well, first I had to go get my oil and my wheel alignment. And I'm thinking, I don't know what the problem is, but I'm thinking if I go take it, get my wheel alignment and my oil changed, they'll probably hear it and be like, What the heck's going on with this guy's car? And yeah. then say, Hey, can we check it out? And I'll be like, Yeah. So I go there, get it checked out, but they don't say anything. So I get back in my car and I drive it home and I'm like, whoa, they didn't do anything. Now, granted, I did tell them. So they're probably, you know, with today's people and stuff, they're like, they don't want to do work that they don't, the person doesn't say anything about. Because why would they? Of course. They're not going to get money out of it. Um... So I'm like, I have to take this back. So I drove it on Wednesday morning back, and I'm like, okay. This car is about to fall off. Like, and I was like, the the shop that I'm going to is like 20 minutes away. Now, that is a long time in a car that can barely make right. it. Right, yep. So as I'm driving, I... Oh, this was the craziest part. As I'm driving, I feel... The rear axle almost like disconnect to the rest of the car. (laughs) And my car just starts like the back just starts like shaking to left and right. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I took the streets because I didn't want to drive in the freeway. But in order to get to the dealership that I was going to, I have to like go almost through basically like a desert. Like kind of road, two way road in the desert. Yeah. So I'm like, oh no. This is it. We're going it's down. It's rocky. I'm like by myself. There's like big like work trucks behind me. Like, oh no, this is it. And so literally I'm in my car and I'm not even kidding you. Like it's shaking. Like my, I'm literally bouncing back and forth as if I was like in a 
Jeep on a safari tour <laughs> on, in yeah, like rocks, yeah. just like tuk, 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 just Whiplash. bouncing back and forth, you know, and bopping up and down. And, you know, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is outrageous. My car is about to break. This is not good. <laughs> and I just remember get finally getting to the, to the dealer and I'm like, okay, here's my car. Here's what's wrong with it. Hurry up, fix it. I want it done now. And I'm like, okay. So they get there like, okay, well, we're really busy. You know, we know you came the other, you know, you came yesterday, but we're still busy. Um, you know, we can look at it. We'll try to see if we can do something. So this is like at eight in the morning or something like that. Yeah. And, um, by 11 o'clock, they're like, uh, we're probably not going to be able to look at it until about three thirty. <laughs> of course. Like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Seriously, dude. So I said, okay, I'm just going to have someone pick me up, go home or go get some food, go home and just like chill out. So I can like decompress everything that's yep. going on. <sighs> and so I finally get home and, um, when I got home, they called me right when I got home and they were like, we know what's wrong with your car now. I was like, oh my God, you couldn't have told me when I was there. <laughs> of course not. And they were like, okay, well, this is what's wrong with your car and this is what's going to take. So I was like, okay, let's just get it done. Let's get it all going. But they were like, but here's the problem. Uh, you won't get your car until Thursday. And I says, but I have, I'm leaving out of town to, on Thursday. This is Wednesday. Like, I'm leaving out of town on Thursday. I'm going to Yuma. And they're like, well, we don't know what to do. We're just going to have to stay overnight. We don't, unless you want to come pick it up and drive. I was like, I'm not driving that thing back home just to come back and maybe have it in one piece. Yeah. Um, and as I was driving to that dealership, I just said, Lord, it's in your hands. Mm. Like, this whole entire thing, um, it's going to be costly, but you know what? doesn't matter i've been i've been i've been i've been faithful in you being faithful to me mm. knowing that you would take care of me knowing and that thank god exactly yep. and thank god that i was able to afford all the fixes and stuff like that and um but it's it just sucked you know like seriously god i've been so good i've been this i've mm. been that and here's all these problems that are coming up then, this was the the part that just tipped it over. I'm at home. Um, I'm chilling. I'm texting Noah about the podcast stuff, how we're going to have to postpone and yep. whatnot. And all of a sudden, I get hit up on Facebook. And this person is, like, saying things about me on posts that I was, like, tagged in that are not, oh, yeah, that are not freaking true. I won't tell you what they said because that's kind of it's really bad. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, you know, but yeah, the viewers don't need to. So they're just saying things that are very untrue, very false. Yeah. And I freaked out because I was like, "Oh my god, my account is getting hacked," or someone like hacked my account or like hacked my my phone or something, you know, and. I'm like freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? Why is all this piling this up right now? This is all crumbling at once. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. So finally I'm, I'm on my hands and knees at night. It's like 12 o'clock, 1230 in, 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 in midnight. And I'm like, I'm so upset that I could like punch things. Yeah. Like punch the wall mm-hmm. and just go to town. But I'm also like, I'm also praying to God. And all of a sudden it hits me and it said it was, it was God. And he was like, you see, you have to know what it feels like to be in the midst of the storm before you can feel that peace. Ah. Because so I have my car situation going on. I'm going to Yuma the next, that morning, um, the next morning. And then someone's, you know, possibly hacking my account and, and saying things that are not true. And like saying it to my family and to my friends and things that I was posted and tagged on. And I'm like, oh my God. So I, in that moment, I got to my hands and knees and I was just like, Lord, please give me the peace. I mean, literally I would have been up all night had I not yeah. prayed for it. But I As said, most people probably would have too. Right? And I was like, Lord, please give me the peace to sleep. And just sleep mm. in you. 
Yeah, that's good. Physically, emotionally, <laughs> spiritually. Just rest in Let him. me rest yeah. in your presence mm. because that is what I need right now, Lord. And I just was praying to Jesus. I was praying to God. I was rebuking what that person was saying. And <laughs> I was rebuking, you know, um, the car breaking down. I was rebuking all these things, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then in that moment, I says, well, yes, it's good to rebuke, but also it's good to give up. Mm, to come back to that place of surrender. And just let God deal with it. Yep. And at that moment, I hit the, the pillow and I was out. <laughs> God's like, thank you. Finally, I was out, and I'm like, <sighs> I woke up the next morning and I was like, texted Noah right away. I was like, there's a reason why. Yep. We had to postpone this because this needed to happen. I mean, it was the craziest week I've ever had. <laughs> and I'm sure there are a lot of people who have gone at least at some point in your life, you've gone through something like mm-hmm, that. Maybe mm-hmm. not everything that you know, or maybe even more. But what, what, what you said at the end of what you did is the, the critical point that will either make or breaks you, which is your, your attitude mm-hmm. and your response to these things. Mm-hmm. Paul says, what now shall we say in response to these things? Mm-hmm. Right? After, after saying Romans 8.28, for we know that <laughs> in all things... God works for the good of those who love him, who are Amen. called according to his Amen. purpose. And Paul then says, what then shall we say in response mm-hmm. to these things? Because I know God works in all things. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't even, yeah. Because God works in all things, because I know who he is, because I trust him, because my peace is in him. Mm-hmm. That's my response. Sometimes it does require a place of surrender. Sometimes it does require us getting on our hands and knees, laying prostrate on the floor. I've been there many times myself where something has happened in my week where I have felt worthless, where I felt like unvaluable, like God, like there's no way you can use me now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's in those, it, it's, it, it's, it's a crazy season for my prayer life, dude, because I'm in a position where a lot of nights I don't feel like it. Yeah. I don't feel like praying before I go to bed or whatever it is. Like I don't, I just want to go to bed, but it's like, no, mm-hmm. no, no, I will not succumb to that. Like mm-hmm. that is where my peace is. Mm-hmm. And if God, if I have to break down crying, if I have to lay on the floor on my face for whatever, I'm going to do it because I know that's where God will be. God will meet you wherever you are in mm-hmm. whatever circumstance. But that's where I have found my peace the most is in doing the things I don't want to do mm-hmm. in the middle, in the middle of all the stuff that's been going on in both of our lives, you know, whatever it is, or if you're listening to this, whatever it is, like you're, li- you're going through in your life, like don't push away from God. Don't like put like push back, lean in. Oh, that's, that's so key. Lean right there. in. Don't push Ooh. back. Lean in. Lean wow. into resting in God. Lean into his presence. Lean into surrendering to him. What, Give it to him. And that's where the peace will be found. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are, let me scroll back up here, weary and burdened. Easy, I bet you could say you were probably weary and burdened last week, right? It was beyond, uh, I, mean, I was just out. And so Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. So that's, that's where we go. Mm-hmm. And then, like we were just talking about, you know, how we find it, it's in the middle of the trials. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not, again, it's not always going to be in the trials where your peace is found. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it might just it's be... It's in a decision as well. Right. It can be found in decisions. It can be found in experiences, you know? Um, when the Holy Spirit came to me when I was in the hospital. Mm, yeah. If you've ever, uh, you know, and that night it came over me because I was freaked out. I was scared. I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. I just found out what was happening to me. And I'm like, God, why would you let this happen? And in that moment, in that moment, I'm turning, I've just finished eating a Reese's peanut butter cup <laughs> because I was hungry. Okay, guys. Sure. And it was like three in the morning and I'm just sitting there and this presence just comes into the room and I'm like, oh my God, what is that? And it's just so loving and mm. so calming and yeah, so peaceful, peaceful. Yeah. and it's just like remember the plans i have for you Oof. and i'm just sitting mm. there because that i because remember i asked i said why did all this happen to me god with the hospital situation and everything why would it happen what did i do 
And all he said, all he said was, remember the plans I have for you. And in that moment, I just broke down in tears. Not because I was like, hey, God, I'm a sinner. I'm horrible. But it was like, okay, God. Yeah. Even through the midst of my storms, you are there and you are inviting me at your table. You are preparing a table for me. You are inviting me to Mm -hmm. come eat with you and sit with you and enjoy that peace. Yeah. And that was that, you know, moment of peace where when the spirit came to me and it spoke to me and it wasn't condemning me. It wasn't harming me. Right. It wasn't pushing on me. It was just in a very calm voice just saying, remember the plans I have for you. Yeah. And it just overtook me and I was just in tears and I was like... And dude, like, I've probably said this before. I don't remember, but I've told you this before. It's like, there have been nights where I don't say, like, in, nights in prayer, mm-hmm. where I sit at the edge of my bed, and I don't say anything, mm-hmm. and I just start bawling my eyes out, mm-hmm. just like, f- over, ugly crying, just like, overflowing with it. But because, it's because there's such a strong presence of peace with me in that moment. But there's no, there's just like no other reaction I could have to that. That reminds me of the story with Elisha. Go for it. When he was sent up to the mountaintop and God said, Ah, I will send for you. Yes. And I will call you out. And three times, loud noises would happen. Mm -hmm. Thunderous, loud noises and storms in the heavens and the skies would happen. And Elisha would come out and be like, is that you, God? Oh, it's not. I guess not. Does it again. Mm-hmm. Is that you, God? No answer. Loud noises, thunderous, monstrous noises yeah. coming out from the heavens and the sky. He comes out again. Lord, is that you? No answer. And where does he hear God? In the silence. In the stillness. What is silence and what is stillness? That's peace. Mm-hmm. And that's where God is found. Yep. He's not. In, Amen. He's with you. Through all those crazy right. moments and trials, but that's what peace is. Peace is calming. Peace is stillness. Yeah, it's able to make a decision and say, "I am fully at peace with my decision." When we made the decision to leave the church we were at, yeah, 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 there was no regret. Nope. There was, was no struggle. It was like, okay, God, we trust you one hundred percent in our, what you're doing in our lives. Well, and to even. Go further beyond that. Choosing to step away mm. from a place of leadership. Mm. Oh, yeah, that was. Choosing to step away and saying, all right. And then going into a place of, you could call like servanthood, but just a place of, of service. of of Where no one knows who we are. No right, one knows our name. Right. Just you lowering know, ourselves. We're not seen by and, the, the majority of people. Yeah. And it's not, it's not trying to be like braggy about our humbleness and whatever, but it's just like, the when you have that kind of position in front of you, when you have that position or that opportunity mm-hmm. to step away, to take you a pay should. cut, to go do something else that may not be exactly what you want to do, mm-hmm. but being able to do that and then ha- being able to say, "This is awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I, mm-hmm. This is a good decision." Right? That's how you know. Honestly, dude, I think that's a lot. Like, especially when it comes to church decisions, I think that's how we know that God is in it, that yeah. you are in alignment with God's yeah. will for your life because you will be at peace with the decisions you yeah. make. And that was something too that my parents have always taught me that, you know, when you make decisions in life, especially big decisions, yeah. you know, always make those decisions with God, but always try to find that peace because that peace in those decisions is when you know you're doing the right thing. Right, exactly. If you make a decision and you are still tossing and turning overnight at night because of it, Obviously, it's maybe not the right decision. Yeah. Or it was made too early. Or Exactly. Or it was made too early. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. Yeah. Order and timing are so important. And peace fits in with decision making in oh, order and in timing. Absolutely. Man. So I want to read um, the verses in Philippians chapter four. I love this. Chapter four, verses four to seven, where it says, um, rejoice in the Lord always, right? And this is kind of asking the question, how do we find true peace? How do we find it? Rejoice in the Lord always. And I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord Amen. is near. Do not be anxious about anything. This is a message 
so, so needed for this generation, for this time of anxiety and stress and everything. Where this is where Paul is saying, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. Here we go. In every situation by prayer and petition. Okay, so set this up. By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. present, uh, present, you could say it that way, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Like, okay, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, right? Because it doesn't make any sense while we're going through something to feel that sense of peace. It doesn't Mm -hmm. make any sense for you to be in the hospital bed Mm -hmm. and to feel that sense of peace. It didn't make any sense, you know, for David to write that psalm that even though I walk through the darkest, dark place, Darkest of dark place. I will fear no. I will fear nothing because you're with me. Mm -hmm. And it says the peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds. The mind is enemy held territory because that's where we talk to ourselves. Mm -hmm. The heart is God's throne room. The heart is where God lives. So not only will the peace of God guard our hearts where he is, but it will guard our minds. Mm -hmm. Meaning that. When those voices come into your head, when you start talking to yourself, when you start preaching those messages to yourself that don't line up with what God has said, his peace will guard that so that you will always uh, be in Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. that you will have that peace with you. Amen. Because the mind is a battleground. The mind Amen. is the greatest battleground that we have. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easy for our hearts for, to, for God to be there, but it's, it's where the enemy starts to come in and talk to us. Because he will talk to us. Mm-hmm. Do not get me wrong about that. He will absolutely come in and start putting things in your mind. Mm-hmm. Evident in my life, he will start telling you things and, and making you assume things mm-hmm. that will steal your peace. He will try to, because the enemy cannot keep you from your purpose, but if he can distract you, if he can steal your peace from you and make you second guess what God has called you to do, he will absolutely do it. Mm-hmm. He will fight you tooth and nail until your dying breath. And here's another thing, too, for people who may not, like, get it, what we're saying. What, what Noah's trying to say is that, like, when God will speak to you, you will feel a stillness, a calmness. Right. It's never a loud shouting voice. You will just, like, it will feel as if all the weight of the world is lifted off. Yep. And you can worry about nothing else in that moment but what is being said to you exactly you know because like sometimes i'll hear things where or i'll feel things and i'm like was that you god was that really you and i'm just like conflicted by it yeah and that's when it's like maybe that wasn't because i've had that experience where when god spoke to me it was it was the most calming beautiful thing i've ever experienced yep Yep. no and usually it's very brief. Like the best example, exactly, very brief. Mm-hmm. The best example I can give in how God speaks to you is God speaks to you like you're holding a baby. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like just, you know, it's swaddled and you're just rocking it back and yeah. forth mm-hmm. and you're just like singing a little quiet lullaby to it. That's how God speaks to us. Yes, God can speak to us through trials, but when he's speaking us through those trials, that's how we end up feeling God. Yep. is like that baby being carried by its parents, just protected and at peace. Mm-hmm. You know, God will mm-hmm. never speak to you in, in uh, what is the word? Condemnation and be like, Hey, right. God is not, a, he's not judgmental. He's not wrathful because that was all taken by Jesus Christ. Exactly. Like Jesus Christ took all of that. There is a reason for the gospel. Yep. So, just to kind of start wrapping this up a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. We, uh, we got off track. <laughs> which is okay. You know, we're just saying what needs to be said. Um, but this idea that going back to the very first uh, scripture, so that in me you may have peace. Mm-hmm. In me you may have peace, right? And we know that Christ lives in us. In Galatians uh 220 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Mm-hmm. Colossians 1 uh, says, I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present you to present to you the word of God in its fullness, 
The mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people, to them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles, the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, Amen. the hope of glory. And then Romans 8.10 says, But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. What I'm trying to say through all of this is that we access peace because we know that Christ lives within us. Amen. If we have accepted him into our lives, he lives within us. And Christ says, in me, you have peace. Take heart because I've overcome the world. Everything you're going to go through, I've already defeated. Every single little thing you're going to go through, I've already overcame defeated it. it. Mm-hmm. So if... If we have peace in Christ and Christ is in us, mm-hmm. therefore the peace of Christ is within us. Yep. Ooh. And one last little note, we access, we, we access it by making peace with the fact that God has made his peace with us through Ooh. Jesus Christ. I want to say that one more time. We access this. By making peace with the fact that God has made his peace with us through Jesus Christ. And if you want to read more on that, uh, that's Romans 4, verses 25. So chapter 4, verse 25 through chapter 5, verse 5. And you can go, uh, you guys can go read that yourselves. But like, God made his peace with us through Jesus Christ. And that Mm -hmm. should be more than enough for Mm -hmm. us to have peace. Mm -hmm. So lastly, um, we just want to give you guys like, okay, how do I do that? Like mm-hmm. my, I have a horrible week coming up. What can I do? I want to, we want to give you guys like a little like meditation to say when things happen, right? Amen. And here it is. It says, God's got it. That's the first part. Therefore, everything in his hands is taken care of. He's overcome the world. God's got it. And the second part is I trust him. Amen. I don't understand. I don't have to understand it. I don't even have to accept it. Mm-hmm. But I trust him. Mm-hmm. God's got it. I trust him. Mm-hmm. God's got it. I trust him. God's got it. I trust him. God's Amen. got it. I Eight. trust him. Just start Eight. saying Amen. that to yourself. And I really th- think that you guys will be uh, helped beneficially through this. So, yep. well, that was fun. A lot of off script on that one, but that's yeah. good. And uh, we, you know, it's funny how the spirit is so in alignment with this right now. One of our uh, friends, Sheena at church, was just praying over people about she was had a word in her heart about peace you know like that was crazy and god just works in that way man he he will just show you things and say like the whole week we were talking about wanting to do peace and sheena one of our (laughs) leaders our friends at church right away got up you know for the prayer moment and stuff and was talking about peace and she pretty much like said, what said we everything were that yep. we were saying. It is outrageous how God works. <laughs> well, and, and see, had we not, had we yeah, exactly recorded had we not this waited. right now, we uh, would. <laughs> see, God's just like I need goodness. you to hear that too. So, all right, guys, God's got it. I trust Him. There you go. And we always like to end every single episode with a prayer for salvation. So, you know, if you were impacted by this and you said, man, I need more peace. I need to accept Jesus Christ into my life. Mm -hmm. Like we want to offer that invitation to you. So I'm going to read this. um, And easy is going to repeat after me and you guys can say it with easy as we go along. And you know, the Bible says in Romans that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, that you will be saved. So let's say this together then. Say, dear God. Dear God. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. In need of a savior. In need of a savior. I believe. I believe. That Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ. Is Lord of all. Is Lord of all. I believe he died for me. I believe he died for me. And rose from the dead for me. And rose from the dead for me. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Make me new. Make me new. I'll follow you. I'll follow you. And today I begin. And today I begin. My new life. My new life. Amen. 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 Give it to God. Give him that peace. And he'll give it. Yes, sir. And if you guys just made that decision for the first time, we are always, always, always celebrating with you. Welcome to the family. Uh, You just made the best decision of your life. You will feel so much peace in this decision in doing so. Um, And if you guys did make that decision and you want to reach out to us and let us know, we would love to hear from you. Send us an email, connection.podcast3 at gmail.com. Or hit us up in those DMs on Instagram at Connection Podcast. 
Hit us up. So we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and everyone have a fantastic, peace-filled week. All right, guys. Peace out. <laughs>